for Radio 1 91FM podcast. When the National Business Review released its 2018 rich list, a new generation of millionaires were beginning to qualify for the list. Back then, individuals and families must have had at least $50 million in private wealth. Nowadays, the lowest entrant to the list qualifies with $100 million in wealth. 34 newcomers made the list in 2018, many of which had made their fortune in the grocery industry. Tim Hazeldean is an emeritus professor of economics at the University of Auckland. I talked to Tim about some of the reasons behind the wealth accumulation in parts of the supermarket sector. As you know, there's two supermarket chains left in New Zealand, not many. One of them's owned by Australia, and they run countdowns, progressive enterprises, and no one and no one gets rich with them because they keep the ownership of the stores to themselves and just hire people run the stores for about $150,000 a year for store manager. But the other group is a co-op, a New Zealand co-op called Foodstuffs, and they have New World and Pack and Save, and they, uh, they allow individuals to um, have the franchise, as they call it, for a single supermarket. You can only have a franchise for one supermarket, but that's, that's probably going to be enough because quite a few of the people with those franchises have uh, made it onto the rich list. So they're doing pretty well out of those franchises. Do, do you see anything wrong with people profiting so much from what should be an essential service, you know, especially when ordinary Kiwis are experiencing uh, rising costs every time they visit the grocery store? Well, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with somebody um, getting rich if they, basically, if they contribute more than they take, you know, but this is a fairly routine business. I mean, your product is never going to go out of fashion, food. Uh, you know, it's an essential product. It's, you're selling the same products that your competitors are, you know, the things on the shelves, and the you know, your head office is, is trucking it all into you. It's doing all the pricing, all the marketing. So it you know, really isn't a particularly a sort of enterprise that you might think would make people into millionaires. In March of this year, the Commerce Commission released its final report of an investigation into the $22 billion groceries industry. Among other things, the report detailed how competition is not working well for consumers in the retail grocery sector and how the two supermarket giants, Foodstuffs and Woolworths, could be making up to $430 million a year in excess profits. Hazeldean believes that even with the report having been released, there is little being done to address the lack of fair competition. So far, it has been the supermarkets themselves who have begun to voluntarily cease some of their more unfair practices. I think quite not very much is being done. Uh, the industry itself has been a little bit frightened, and so they've sort of, quote, sort of volunteered to do things like really bad things they were doing, like when they sold land or they buy land and they put a covenant on it and even to stop anybody else using that land if it was resold uh, to put a supermarket on uh, just to keep like, the competition away from their area. So they have a number of practices like that. But the basic problem is you've got a duopoly, a very settled duopoly in a very mature industry like groceries. It's not very hard for them to, without breaking the law or anything, to just let the price structure go up to uncompetitive levels. And without bringing in more competition, um, that's not going to change. And, and how long do you predict it will take in, until we begin seeing these uh, you know, major third entrants bringing in some new competition? Well, we may never see them. But, uh, I, you know, there are people that are, are, are 
German chain called Aldi, which, which operates in Australia quite successfully, which does on-brand stuff, smaller stores or smaller product range and has lower prices. Um, it'd be nice to see them in New Zealand, but apparently they're not really interested because we're not big enough to support all their own brand production. So it would have to be someone coming and using, you know, basically the same products as everybody else, sanitarium and so on, but just selling them for less. And um, the only way I can see that will happen would be if governments actually sort of to have joint enterprises, sort of Kiwi shops, if you like, perhaps in, you know, areas like South Dunedin or South Auckland, you know, areas where the uh, people really do suffer if food prices are high. So it's not... It's not the invisible hand of the market that's going to kind of, you know, increase competition if there are new entrants. You think there needs to be some kind of government intervention? Yeah, as someone said, the invisible hand is all thumbs when it's a duopoly. You need a lot of competitors to make the invisible hand work on pricing. It's all thumbs, did you say? Yeah, it's all thumbs. Someone said that was quite clear. Uh, Wondering, Tim, is, is the duopoly a unique problem to New Zealand? Uh, you know, are, are there other countries that we can look at to see that, you know, that's the right level of competition and that's probably a fair amount that supermarket owners should be making each year? Well, that's a good question. Um, and the people will say we've got a small market, we can't have more than two. There are some industries, like brewing, for example, which is a, even as almost as old industry as groceries, that... Even in big countries like America, there's only three big brewers, and Australia, there's only two big brewers. So, I mean, we've got two here, of course, two, and plus the craft breweries. So, some industries, you know, maybe uh, we're the same as other countries, but I think in, in groceries and supermarkets, no, there's a lot more competition across the ditch in Australia, and places like America and Canada have. They have big chains, but they have a lot of them. They have regional chains. They tend to have uh, more players than we've a duopoly. Commerce Commission Chairwoman Anna Rawlings has said that New Zealand was the sixth most expensive groceries market in the OECD in 2017, claiming that the level of profit being earned is persistently high. The uncompetitive market structure of New Zealand supermarkets, along with global supply chain issues caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and geopolitical conflict in Ukraine, has led to record high prices at the checkout. The government's cost of living payments intend to provide some relief to Kiwis who are suffering as a result of the rising cost of inflation. But Hazeldean believes that there is far more which needs to be done. In a time where many New Zealanders are finding it difficult to afford food, Hazeldean believes it's grotesque that a single supermarket can generate enough profit for someone to reach the rich list. If you can get foodstuffs to finance you into a franchise, um, you've got a license to print money. Right, right. So it's, it's, it's foodstuffs, really, that should be coming under the microscope more so than Woolworths. Oh, oh no, not really. At least in foodstuffs, the profits stay in New Zealand. Progressive is making the same profit margins at the same, you know, basically selling at the same prices. Uh, and then that's all sucking back to, suck back to Australia, just as it is with the big banks in New Zealand. So I'd rather, I'd rather have been ripped off by a Kiwi than ripped off by Aussies. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.